Welcome to the Silk Road Mountain Race Podcast, a 12-part series covering an epic new bikepacking race through the remote mountains of Kyrgyzstan. I'm Lucy Cahoon, and in the course of the series, you'll be hearing all about the race and the riders, as well as learning a bit about this spectacular part of Central Asia. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Silk Road Mountain Race podcast. In this brief episode, I'll be chatting to Alina and Lee, both of whom unfortunately weren't able to finish the official race, but both of whom decided to turn that experience around and still have an amazing adventure across Kyrgyzstan, helped a lot by the hospitality of the locals and their natural resilience and creativity and determination to still have an adventure. I had hoped to bring you footage from the after party. Um, There's two reasons why that isn't included in this episode. One, mm, it really got quite drunken with um, platinum filtered vodka, amongst other things. And two, I was six hours late to the party due to a comic planes, trains and automobiles journey to get there and coupled with the fact that I lost my voice. So all in all, um, it's probably best you didn't hear what happened at the party. But suffice to say, a good time was had by all. My voice is still pretty croaky and whispery in the interviews in this episode, so um, that's my explanation. Although I wasn't one of the riders, I still managed to share in the experience by getting ill. Here we are once again in Caracol Restaurant, which is the kind of second race HQ. I think we've been here pretty much every day we've been in Bishkek. And um, yeah, I'm surrounded by the good and the great. So we've got first first lady, Jenny Taff, the great. We've got the incredibly internationally popular social media star, Levi Bagoy. I finally learned how to say his name and his hat looking really quite dashing. And we've got Mario, whose hair is great on its own and deserves its own podcast. We've got Tom with the fantastic photographs and quite, I don't know, kind of quite dry sense of humor, I'd say, Tom. That, that prize goes to you. And we've got Josh, who's just generally great for being the most laid-back person and... Um, yeah, sort of unhinged at the same time. Is that? Yeah, bonkers and adorable. <laughs> so I'm in the presence of greatness. Um, and we're going to do a quick uh, post-race debrief uh, with... I'm going to start with you, Josh. Uh, most memorable moment. I can't really remember any moment. I lost my mind throughout the whole thing. Okay, well, that was kind of painfully apparent. But has, has any of it worn off? Can you think of anything at all? Or just your wheels going round and round? <laughs> I don't know. No? No. Josh, that wasn't really a great interview. Yeah, it wasn't. A, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, Tom, Tom, tell the story. I don't know the story. Josh and Jenny know the story. I wasn't there. So you got married to Jenny in a yurt? Yeah, so we... <laughs> <laughs> it was maybe 3.30 and we're coming... What was the name of the pass that we're going up? Arabelle uh, Plateau. It was Arabelle Plateau, and we're like, oh, okay, well, we don't really want to stick around here because it's three o'clock and the, the sun's still out, and um, we had maybe another thousand meters to climb up, and then it went onto this plateau. And so we got up there, and um, 
pottering along and then saw a snowstorm starting to wave its way in um, and decided that it would be good to set up camp and we found this little sort of um, military outpost uh, gate thing that we think would have been to stop people going across the road because it completely snowed out and I, we, we tried to get in there um, gently at first and then a little bit forcefully and I, put, and I pulled out my multi-tool to try to take out a window and climb That's it. not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> and um, um, this nomad comes and goes, no, you come with me. And so we followed him across to his yurt where his wife was and his two kids were there. And um, But it's kind of weird being in the middle of Kyrgyzstan in the snowstorm like a, a man and a woman by themselves so we had to pretend that we were married uh, and it's it's like the first question that's asked where where are you from from canada from nova zealand new zealand he's like oh, okay you're from different places you married yeah 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 we're married <laughs> is the marriage still going jenny no <laughs> was it very short-lived super short-lived <laughs> but bride kidnapping is a famous sport in kyrgyzstan so you know you're kind of in keeping with tradition. We could look at it that way. If, if that sounds right. Yeah. yeah we, what, what happened is that they, he goes, do you have any children? She goes, yep. Like, but how old are they? She, she can answer. She just goes, oh, about this high, this high, and, and this high. And immediately after saying that, the ethics came in and goes, oh, I feel really terrible. I think it's time for a divorce. I did feel really bad. I didn't like lying. I really didn't like lying to him. But... Is it the first time you've been married? Yeah, first marriage, big deal. Good. <laughs> Hot, 3,800 metres in a snowstorm. It's, it's memorable. It's one for the family album. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which family? I don't know. My made-up family? <laughs> Tom, listening. Yeah. Tom, over to you for your thoughts as the um, man on the ground with the tripod. How was it? <laughs> Josh, inappropriate snickering. Tom. Well, according to Lee Craigie, all the iced tea I've been drinking has actually been uh, shrinking my tripod. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure it's so appropriate. But um, Standout moments or like best and worst moments? You oh, hit the ground. Yeah, I, so yeah, I've hit the ground twice. Oh, you stuck it hard. Um, hit the ground twice, once running at the start and I fell down a ditch. And the second time was following Jenny down Arabelle Pass after a Wasn't night of marriage. Um, and I fell off. Because I was riding too fast. Like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> um, best and worst moments. I think simultaneously we'll be getting stuck on Kegarty Pass and walking for two and a half hours in the dark with N Nelson. And then two days later getting stuck in a lake um, <laughs> and walking two and a half hours in the dark with Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> which was the best and which was the worst? Um, or why? Why the, were they? The, the, best, the best and worst getting stuck? Mm -hmm. Oh, um... I think my favourite time getting stuck was uh, in the marsh because both Chris and Nelson were very grumpy at that point and I wasn't too bad. So it was quite nice walking, navigating by moonlight with uh, Chris and Nelson. Sounds walking along behind, yeah. Um, the other time wasn't so romantic because we were at 4,000 metres altitude and uh, very tired and left Chris to uh, dig out the van himself. But I enjoyed them both. Cool. And in terms of taking photographs, um, was it really challenging, like the conditions you were having to put up with while waiting for the cyclists, or was it difficult trying to get good shots because you've got some amazing shots, or did you get a bit sick of, like, here's another person on a bike? Uh, actually, taking the shots wasn't too bad. All the riders are really helpful, um, and 
He took some awesome shots, man. Yeah. Did you have In terms of looking destroyed, uh, Levy did a pretty good job of looking destroyed. Um, <laughs> there wasn't anyone. There wasn't anyone who didn't look destroyed, to be fair. But yeah, I thought it was it, the most difficult part was the lack of sleep for the first week. Um, trying to take photos on two hours sleep was pretty difficult. I felt terrible at altitude as well. But no, it was it was yeah, all the rides were quite relaxed, um, all really friendly, no big egos. So yeah, it was nice taking pictures of everyone. Good, perfect. Thank you very much, uh, Levy. What can we say? We've chatted you already. Tell us what you're doing when you get home, apart from wearing your spectacular hat. Yeah. I'm gonna continue wearing this, or if when I will decide to take it off, I guess I will have to take it off surgically. When <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you shower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I'm gonna go do when I get back home? Just relax and trying to compile all these images I have in my head to to make one story of it because now it's just so many things happening and it's kind of a bit falling apart. You've got a marathon coming up, no? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you've got a what marathon? Did you just say? Right, Levy, you didn't tell us about the marathon. Please tell us. Yeah, well, um, I signed up for a marathon, but it was like half a year ago, and I, I wasn't really thinking about this, <laughs> that how destroyed I will be when I get back home. I have a marathon, but uh, I still have 22... Uh, it's on the 22nd of September, so I have uh, two weeks... Two weeks till then, <laughs> to, to, to train myself back, yeah. And there's still another thing coming up, because... Uh, I would like to have chances to, to go next year to Paris Brest Paris, which is a brevet. Uh, and I need a, a thousand kilometer brevet this year. And there will be one on the 13th of September, the last one in Romania. So <laughs> maybe I, I do that one too. But it, 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 it's, it's much flatter than here and on Tarmac. So better chances to finish it in three days, maybe. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. So I think the only word to describe Levy is unstoppable. Yeah. And it wouldn't be complete, no podcast would be complete without talking to our resident. Kind of like Germanic Harry Styles, I think, would be maybe a fair comparison. <laughs> Mario's not having it. So Mario, otherwise known as Super Mario, has been a stalwart and a pillar of the SMRM SRMR community. Mario, tell us your role in the proceedings and your favourite moments. So my role, obviously, was uh, manning checkpoint two with the with tennis and uh, I think we, we got everyone organized and and the family was very grateful to us for, for having the business of their lives basically checkpoint, <laughs> checkpoint two was the best checkpoint of the rest yeah, thank I you subscribe, I subscribe to that <laughs> <laughs> alright I got really yeah. really guys yeah. thank you so much so not because of you because of the scenery <laughs> and, and, the food. <laughs> and the food the food was fantastic so Whenever a cyclist rolled in, I had an extra meal, basically. <laughs> so, over seven days, I had like 30, 30 cyclists coming in. And I gained like five kilos, I think. So, so was that sympathy eating? No, I, I, just, I just love eating. <laughs> Can you tell us a story of how they killed a yak? Oh, yeah. First day, first day, I was at CP2. Um, I had a nap. Woke up, played literally one minute football with the kids, and then they took me by the hand, walked me 50 meters off camp, and then there was this little yak lying there, four months old. I don't think I want to hear this story as a committed vegetarian. All right, <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you about the 
the gushing and the splurting. Oh, it ended happily because uh, all the cyclists had yak yeah. over over the course of course of one week. We got yak in our lunchbox. They even That's got an expression yeah. I have never heard before. <laughs> I've got yak in my lunchbox, but it's a memorable one. Yeah, so actually that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, yak in the lunchbox. No, the the killing of the yak. Good, quite great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mario, you're, you're no longer officially on the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say it's been a pleasure, but it really hasn't. <laughs> right, so one last, one last cheer. How do you say cheers in Kyrgyz? Does anyone know? No? Uh, I don't know. Make something up. What should we go for? Should we go for Rahmat? Thank you to Kyrgyzstan for having us. Yeah? Rahmat. 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 Perfect. Good sound effects, guys. That was fab. Thank you. I'm having a sense of deja vu sitting in yet another coffee shop. We're waiting for our coffee, but I'm surrounded by friends from the race, including Alina. So we're just having a chat, debrief about the race and what happens afterwards. So first of all, hello. Hello. How are you feeling? It's now... Tuesday. Everybody's lost track of time. So it is one, two, three days after the race and the party. So tell us kind of your emotions now that the compressed atmosphere of race frenzy is over. Um, my emotions are, um, I am a bit gutted. <laughs> that's that's what keeps coming back that, um, that I was in the race for so, such a short time. Yeah. So I, I really, I regret it. I feel like, oh, I should have should have pushed, pushed harder I should have been tougher and I shouldn't have like yeah I, sh- I don't know but it's so it's so much easier in uh, in hindsight to say oh I yeah. could have but at the time you know yeah so do you think you're kind of rewriting history because when you were alone well not alone but when you were freezing on a mountain there probably wasn't really an option to carry on yeah that is true like uh, I <laughs> yeah I knew that I didn't have an option right then. I, I, I knew it. I felt it. And I was scared. And uh, I'm very, very seldom scared. Right. And uh, I really had fear. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> you're right. But you managed to salvage a really good journey, didn't you? And so tell us what you did. You followed some of the race routes or how did it work? Yeah, I then uh, carried on cycling uh, uh, with someone else that had also scratched at the same time. And uh, yeah, just cycled on the race route, um, looked at the map, took a bit of uh, a couple of shortcuts for uh, loops that we thought was were unnecessary for us to, to do and uh, really experienced the Kyrgyz culture. So that I don't regret for a moment because it was amazing, like being invited in for tea and heaps of food in in yurts or in houses and people just opening their homes to us and their their hearts and chatting away with google translate and uh, sign language and laughing and yeah really really fun loads of fun so are you glad even though you weren't sort of officially in the race you still got to experience that and you got to come to the finishers party so do you still feel that you were part of this community of the first silk road mountain race yeah, I do totally, and this is my first ever experience of bikepacking. So uh, I do really feel uh, very included in the community. I feel like I'm a part of the community now, and yeah, just by uh, following bits of the routes, I feel like I experienced what everyone else is complaining about, <laughs> like uh, pushing a bike and also like the uh, washboard uh, roads and the headwinds. And so yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I, I've been in parallel, a part of it, although I was on a different route maybe at times. So is it too early to ask what your thoughts are for next year? 
please, Nelson, give me another chance. <laughs> I'll do so much better. I won't be stupid. I won't make mistakes. I won't take any risks. I put on my clothes. <laughs> Just give me a second chance. So that's my thoughts about it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Good. And what are you going to do with the rest of your time in Kyrgyzstan to relax and just, you know, make the best of your last few days here? Um, I'm well. Here we are in Chopon Alta at the Nomadic Games. Um, I'll stay here for the next few days just to experience what this is. Uh, I like the race, like everything about Kyrgyzstan. I had an idea in my head, and then when I come here, even like from five minutes to the next five minutes, everything is changed that you expected. So yeah, these games, I never expected they'd be as they have been, and there's so much more to see of them. So I want to see that to the full. And uh, now you've convinced me to do a hike in uh, uh, Karakol. Karakol, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that because I actually have always been fascinated about the mountains of Kyrgyzstan. So I want some more mountains. I've uh, The legs don't hurt anymore from uh, hiking a bike, so I'm ready to hike some more. I'm not sure many people want more mountains at this point, but you might be the only one. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally. When we looked at the map earlier on and you said the country is so big, I only looked at that corner where where's the white mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's where I want to be. Okay, so three words, three best takeaway things, memories of, of Kyrgyzstan. Um, hospitality, for sure. Uh, friendship, people in the race and unspoiled natural beauty. That's a pretty ringing endorsement. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so the race has come full circle. We're back at the Blue Camel Guest House in Bishkek, which was Race HQ and centre of all things bike-related, but is now a ghost town. There's only Lee and me and one other tourist. Rattling about. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bit sad, really. Uh, no more frenetic last-minute packing and only two bicycles in the courtyard. An inflatable flamingo, but yeah. that's a whole other story, really, Don't isn't it? Funny. Yeah. Okay. So I have um, interrupted Lee um, on her way to bed, and she's got to get up in about three hours for a flight. But I think we're going to do a little bit of a sort of um, a debrief uh, post-match analysis. Shall we? Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who is man of the match for you? <laughs> funny the flamingo. He's slowly deflating on top of Philippa's bike box. That's a lot of alliteration, isn't it? It is. Fanny the flaccid flamingo on Philippa's bike box. Okay, I'm not sure this will make the edit. Why <laughs> <laughs> ever not? Is it any impressive performances? Oh, Jay Peterbury, what a ride, honestly. That is phenomenal. I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to actually chat to him afterwards. I really wanted to hear his stories. Um, but what struck me about this ride was... Just everybody, no matter whether they finished or where they scratched, even if it was after day one, everybody has stories about this, don't they? Everybody has stories and everybody has that kind of faraway look in their eye, like, I have been through something. (laughs) Um, I I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. Some people said they never want to dig that deep again, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think, given, given how hard it is, do you think... The word race is a misnomer. Well, it starts as a race. You prepare like it's a race, or I did. Um, and definitely for the first three days, I was I was definitely racing, but that's not a way, that's not how you finish the Silk Road mountain thingy. <laughs> is, <laughs> is that the rebranding? That's it, that's the rebranding. The Silk Road 
mountain thing me just gets it just gets endured. You just have to endure. You have to look after yourself so well and just chance it. I mean, it's just it's just fate. Whether or not you finish this thing, it seems like fate and an awful lot of grit. Because there are a lot of riders that that hit you know walls of sickness or technicality or you know loads of different things that could have stopped rides. And some people rose to it and just gritted it and just carried on and other people um decided that no that that was them t- that was them being told something mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. was one of them um, and maybe in another time and space i would have gritted my teeth and and pushed through and you know taken 24 hours off and then carried on but yeah it, it that didn't feel like the right thing for me to do mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. um and i was looking around looking at all these other people's stories where they were just like bat- battling through and i was so impressed with some people's tenacity it really, I mean, it made me exhausted to look at it, mm-hmm. but it was also just, you know, the human spirit is, is indefeatable sometimes, isn't it? So describe what what bond people have now as a group of riders on the inaugural race. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so funny. There, You know, there are people here that I'd never met before and you're, you're thrown together and your relationships accelerate like, yeah, like, like nothing else. It's like being in war with somebody, isn't it? Where you just have this camaraderie and this, this instant bond that will never go away. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'll meet these guys, I'll meet these guys. I'm sure it's a tiny world and the circuit's small and we'll have that shared understanding always. And the kind of haunted look of faraway eyes and... <laughs> Battle scars. <laughs> Battle scars will never heal. <laughs> I think, I mean, the faraway look, that, that fades, doesn't it? But the memories remain. And, yeah, there'll always be those. Oh, do you remember that time when? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because no one else wants to hear that for the fifth time in a row at home, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't explain it. Yeah. That's the other thing, can you? I mean, unless you've been there and you've you slept in those cold conditions and you've you've been squatting over a hole for... <laughs> six hours trying to empty yourself for a third and you know you've seen those sunrises and just experienced that nausea and that beauty and you know that those are the sorts of things that um, yeah get turned quite rapidly into memories and to share those with this special bunch of people yeah it was worth it and do you think there's a real kind of emotional come down for most people then after the adrenaline of this it's going to be massive yeah. I mean it's always massive even you know you go away for a one week holiday on your bike and you come back and there's a there's a, a slump but something like this you know I think the the level of the low is directly proportional to the to the high that's been experienced and oh god there's been some pretty extreme highs and lows all, over the last couple of weeks but I think people are going to get home and I think there's going to be a few little meltdowns. <laughs> I think we should keep that Silk Road discussion group open to yeah. to make sure that people are okay and feel yeah. supported and, and can reminisce and share photographs and stories. And, and any tips or observations of improvements or suggestions for future editions? Gazillions. I'll write them down for you, <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> that sounded quite threatening. <laughs> Honestly, though, for the first race... I can't believe how well organised and how smoothly it all went. I mean, those guys should just sort of rest on their laurels about and give themselves a pat on the back. They did such a good job. Um, I think for me, for next year, it'd be really lovely to 
to then take that and build on it. So maybe look more at, at getting Kyrgyz riders involved and maybe have a think about how this race might give something back environmentally and culturally and socially to these places that we're moving through and and, not, and, and economically, you know, I think what this could generate for tourism in Kyrgyzstan, which is which is which is how this country is going to find its feet. I think it's huge. It's really exciting to be part of now that it's been so successful. A little bit more thought there, and who knows mm-hmm. where this could mm-hmm. catapult this country, this incredible country that absolutely everybody must visit. You're not sponsored by the tourism agency, are you? We should just check. Yeah, no, I'm not. But uh, hopefully, I will be after this podcast. <laughs> so, key takeaway moments. Um, I was about to say takeaways, but you're taking away a large carpet. And anything else? It's not that big. Is it not? I'm leaving the flamingo. Okay. Taking the carpet. Okay. I've left the Franken stove that some lovely boys gave me when mine broke. I'm leaving some dehydrated meals because I'm never going to eat anything dehydrated ever again in my life as long as I live. Um, What else am I leaving? Leaving my DNA spread across... Moving on. Kyrgyzstan. Um, and I am taking away um, memories of some of the kindest, most hospitable people I think I've ever met. Some of the most spectacular mountain skies I think I've ever seen. And in the same day, desert landscapes. You know, just some things. I'm looking back through the photo and like, bloody hell, was I actually there? You know? Yeah, it's going to take me a little while just to process just how rich this has been. And never mind the race work. <laughs> So you'll be back to try again? It's really awkward at this time when everyone says, oh, so will you come back? Yeah. And automatically, like, with my whole heart, I'm like, absolutely, I'll be back here. I've got unfinished business. and um, I'd really like to race this properly, wholeheartedly again, um, using all that experience I've gained this, this year. But you never know what stands between now and this time next year. So absolutely, sitting here with you on this couch in Nina's land. Yeah, I'm coming back. <laughs> and for all the people around the world who are getting their applications mentally ready and kind of badgering Nelson for place next year, is there any like one thing, one tip, one thing that you'd like to share? Either say, don't do it because it's bloody impossible, or what's the one thing that they should really think about before signing up? Absolutely, 100% do it. You're capable of more than you think you are and that um, that fear, that anticipation of it all going wrong. Let it go. It will go wrong. Just pack the emodium. Great. And this podcast was sponsored by Boots the Chemist and the Kyrgyz Tourist Agency. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> um, it's um, Dasvidanya. Or in Kyrgyz, how do you say goodbye? Jachi. Uh, Okay, there we go. Yeah. Over and out. <laughs> Perfect. So professional. So you. You're very good, Lucy. You're excellent. In the next and penultimate episode of the podcast, I'll be catching up once again with Nelson now that he's sobered up from the finishers party and we'll be reflecting on the highs and the lows, the successes and the challenges of putting on the first ever Silk Road Mountain Race. So look forward to you joining us then. And in the meantime, happy riding and take care.